There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today we have a crazy nuclear revenge story of a racist boss and making them lose a huge business deal. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my frenemy Antonio. For almost as long as I can remember, Antonio has been a thorn in my side. The funniest thing is that he wasn't always my nemesis. For a long time, I considered Antonio a friend. He wasn't exactly my best friend, but he was a very close friend, one that I told a lot of things to. I met Antonio in 6th grade and we instantly became friends. We were both gamers and we loved Call of Duty, and so almost every day after school we would play a game or two, actually more like a dozen games, together. Modern Warfare 2 had just launched and its online mode was amazing. I was better than at the game, but I tried to make him shine every once in a while, so long as I had fun playing the game. I really didn't mind the results. We also played a lot of CSGO. He was better than me at that. In fact, I used to tell him that he could go pro at Counter-Strike if he wanted. We didn't just play online games though, every other day we'd hang out in person, and we usually had quite a blast. In school too, we were pretty close, though the people he hung out with were a bit different from the people I hung out with. For the most part though, Antonio and I were cool. The first red flag I got from Antonio, I didn't even notice it. My mum did. You see, whenever Antonio, as I called him, was around, he was an absolute sweetheart. Just about everyone in the house liked having him over. Antonio was especially skilled at giving compliments, and so he buttered up my parents and siblings up. Sometimes I was convinced that my family liked him more than they liked me. However, all that changed one day. My mom was at the store when she heard what sounded like her Tonio. He was at the next aisle though, and so she started to walk towards the voice to say hello. That was when she heard him talking trash about me. At first, she was a little confused. Surely it couldn't be the sweet, innocent Antonio saying all these vile things about one of his closest friends. As she got closer, she saw that he was talking to a group of three other boys. They were snickering the entire time. She was so shocked that she came right home without finishing her shopping. She decided to immediately talk to me about what she had seen. I, in my silliness, decided that perhaps it was all just a big misunderstanding, and perhaps he hadn't really been talking about me. The next day, which was a Sunday, I went over to his house to confront him about talking about me behind my back. He not only denied it, he actually implied that my mum was lying in an attempt to sabotage our friendship. I didn't know what to believe and so I basically blocked the whole ordeal out of my head and continued being friends with him. That was my first mistake. After the event at the store, my mom became very wary of Tonio. She became very obviously uncomfortable around him and she seemed to constantly stare at him as if she was waiting for him to make one wrong move so she could pounce on him. He continued to be his sweet self, but that wasn't fooling my mom. A few times, she had warned me against continuing to be friends with him. She didn't want to be imposing and saw that I wasn't permitted to hang out with him anymore. She wanted me to figure it out by myself. If I had just listened to her, I would have saved myself a lot of trouble. Unfortunately, I deluded myself into thinking that Antonio was still my good friend. That was until he showed his hand with Jill. I had known Jill for about as long as I knew Antonio. 
As a matter of fact, I was much closer with Jill than I was with Tonio. However, Jill didn't go out often, and so we rarely hung out in person. We texted a lot though, and whenever I was in school, we were inseparable. I had lunch with her every single day. Over the years, a lot of people assumed that Jill and I were dating. Now, Jill is an amazing person and we're still great friends till today, but I've never been romantically interested in her and neither has she been interested in me. We unfortunately had to tell people this more times than I'd have liked to. You'd think that people would have gotten the message since, but still every once in a while a rumor would start to spread that we were dating and we'd have to, for the umpteenth time, squash the rumors. Now it happened that in 10th grade, Antonio started to develop feelings for Jill. You'd assume that he'd have told me about it. If he had, I probably would have been a wingman and talked to Jill on his behalf. However, Antonio kept this info away from me. Not only did he not tell me, but for some reason he started to believe that Jill and I were dating. And then jealousy started to set in. I noticed that he started hanging out less and less with me. He even started to avoid playing games with me. I'd see him online, but for one reason or the other, he would just not be available to play any game with me. It honestly stung to be treated this way and I tried to talk to him about it. Whenever I brought it up, all I met was a block wall. I decided after a while of trying to get him to talk to me and failing, to just simply give him some time to cool off. I figured he'd come around eventually, right? Friends may be upset for a while, but they usually make up soon enough, right? Well, it turns out that Antonio had no plans to make up with me. If anything, he had really started to resent me and Jill too. Imagine being mad that someone you like and never talk to about your feelings didn't reciprocate said feelings. Sounds absurd, right? Well, to Antonio, it made complete sense. Enough sense for him to actually start spreading rumors about Jill and I to the school. He claimed that I had impregnated Jill and we'd gone out of town to abort the pregnancy one weekend. At first, I didn't even know where the rumor had originated from. I was absolutely pissed about it too. Jill took things much worse. Already she was socially awkward. With the rumors flying up and down, she started to spiral and soon, she was so depressed she couldn't even come to school anymore. Her parents had to come to school and threatened to sue for defamation. It was that bad. I, on the other hand, was more upset than anything else. I tried really hard to figure out who had started the rumor. It took punching a guy almost twice my size in the boys' bathroom to get a name, and when he told me it was my friend Antonio who had started the rumor, I punched him again and called him a liar. The rest of the day, I was an absolute wreck. I finally started to put two and two together, and it all started to make sense to me. Of course Antonio had been responsible. With his behavior lately, it just made sense. As much as I wanted to walk right up to him and punch his face out, I knew that I couldn't. If anything, that would only cause more trouble for me. I decided that the wisest thing to do was to report to my parents. My parents escalated the issue, as they should have. The school authority was notified, and Antonio received a two-week suspension. Needless to say, he was banned from coming over, and I personally blocked him on every platform. My friendship with him was over. It took a while, but Jill finally started attending classes again. The one unseen advantage of what Antonio did was that Jill and I actually became much closer after, and we even started hanging out at each other's houses, and soon that turned to us going out to places and parties together. Eventually, her shyness in public reduced. She's still socially awkward, but a lot less now. In a way, Antonio helped get her out of her shell. My parents warned me not to try and get back at Antonio for what he had done, but it just didn't seem fair. For the pain and stress he'd put Jill and I through, 
Two weeks of suspension seemed like a slap on the wrist. However, I respected my parents' instruction and just kept my distance. Antonio didn't seem to get the memo about keeping the distance though. He seemed like he was trying to get a rise out of me. From silly pranks to launching spitballs at me while I was presenting in class, he seemed intent on getting me angry. I just kept ignoring him, which had the effect of making him think that I was fine with the harassment and emboldening him to do even more. This went on for a year and a half. A year and a half of having to clench my fist and pretend I didn't hear all that he was saying in the hallways. Till one day, he went too far and I couldn't take it anymore. It was senior year and I was focused on being the best I could be and graduating well so I could go to a good college. Jill and I planned to go to Brown. It had been our dream for years. I was president of the debate club. It was a big part of my application to college. We had won a state championship the previous year, but we hadn't won anything in my term as president, and I really wanted to have that. We worked really hard and got to the finals of the state championship. My plan was to not only win this, but try out for regionals. Who knew, we might even be able to go national. And so we prepped and focused. I was absolutely certain in my team's capability. We were going to win this. And then Antonio struck. He had apparently spiked my water bottle with only goodness knows what. I had already drank from it before someone who had seen him spike the bottle told me about it. I was worried about what the stuff he put could possibly be. I didn't have to wonder for long. Within a couple of days, my throat was hoarse and I could barely talk. At this rate, there was very little chance that I'd be able to represent the school at the competition just days away. Months of training would go down the drain. Determined, I got antibiotics and started treating myself, hoping that if I get better in time for the competition. The entire time, I didn't think about Antonio. I was just focused on getting better and pulling this off. Just in case though, we got a backup debater to take my place in case I didn't recover in time. By some miracle, I was actually able to get better in time. I wasn't 100%, but I was good enough to actually compete. We won. It remains one of the happiest days of my life. Through it all, we came out on top. I'll never forget the look of pride on my family's faces. Never. When I finally accepted the fact that I had indeed led my team to victory, I then started to consider what to do about Antonio. He had acted with the intention to sabotage, and he was actively attacking me and my health now. I couldn't lay back and watch anymore. Antonio needed to be sorted out, and I knew exactly how. You see, Antonio himself was about to compete in a soccer tournament. I realized that it would be a big shame if someone were to frame him for something really serious, something like possessing drugs. So I went to a sketchy part of town and after a couple of weird conversations, I managed to buy some marijuana. On the day of his big game, I snuck into the locker room and then planted the drug right in his bag. While the game was on, I dropped an anonymous letter with the coach. Then, satisfied with the work that I'd done, I went to the bleachers and watched the rest of the game. Antonio actually did quite well in the game. A goal and two assists was pretty impressive, but the entire time I was waiting for the drama that come after the match. This didn't take long at all. According to witnesses on the team, the team walked into the locker room to see the coach and the principal holding Antonio's bag of marijuana. There was no excuse that he could give. He couldn't argue his way out of it. They insisted that he take a drug test. It just turns out that he truly had used marijuana recently. That was all it took. Antonio not only got kicked off the team, he got expelled from school too. 
I heard he cried so much that he could barely walk out of the school on his own the day he was expelled. I can tell you for free that it's extremely difficult to find a school to take you in that late in the year. More damaging than that was the fact that his incident and his expulsion would be on his permanent record and would definitely affect his chances of going into college. Not many colleges would ignore something that serious. It seems a bit harsh, but I did what I had to do. Finally, after all these years, I was finally able to get him where it hurt. Now he understood just how hurt I felt all those years. Jill and I went on to gain admission into our dream school. Antonio? I haven't heard from him since then. I don't know if he knows that I was responsible for what happened. I doubt he does. He probably blames a teammate he thinks is jealous of him or something, which is fine by me. I got away with it, and I have no regrets. If there's anything to be learned from this, it's simple. Don't be a jerk. Is anybody else surprised that they were that strict, like that explosive of handing out punishment over marijuana? I mean, I guess I don't know when exactly this story took place. I guess it could have taken place during a time where it was a lot more taboo to even approach the topic of people using marijuana. But at least nowadays, would a kid's entire academic experience be ruined if this were to happen to them now? This next story is, I exposed my racist boss and that cost him a huge business deal. My boss is not just a racist piece of crap, he's quite sexist too. He makes very demeaning remarks about women and people of color. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's also how badly he treats people he perceives are poor and helpless, or people who are simply his subordinates. When I was employed as a secretary, the first question he asked me was why I was wearing that ugly suit. I enthusiastically replied that I was trying to look professional. I thought that would make me look more serious and make him consider me for the job, but he frowned and went on with his questions. At the end of the interview, he told me that my chances of working with him were strong and that he was impressed with my work. Then he quickly added that if I wanted to work with him, I was going to have to get rid of the ugly suit. After I resumed, my boss had a problem with any suit or pants that I wore. Don't you have skirts or dresses, he asked me one day. I do have dresses. He says, there are dresses that I'm sure look appropriate for work. Please stop wearing these suits. It doesn't look flattering. I told a lady who worked at the office and lived in my area about what my boss had said. She said, look around you. Do you see any of the women wearing pants or flats? As she mentioned flats, she looked down at my feet. I was wearing navy blue suede flat shoes with my black suit and flared pants. He must be really impressed with your work to keep you around. 
It's either that or he doesn't want to go through the process of interviewing new people all over again. All his past secretaries used to dress like they were going to some kind of party or sometimes even to a club. And that was okay with him? I turned up my nose in disgust. It wasn't just lying with him, he preferred it. Why? I asked as we got into her car. She was kind enough to offer to give me a ride back from work every day. We could however not leave for work together because I always left earlier than she did since it was my job to take care of my boss and his itinerary for the day. I don't know. She turned to me and smiled mischievously. Maybe because short dresses and skirts are easy to lift for quickies. I looked at her in horror. What? She smiled and waved her hand as though she was telling me not to take her too seriously. I don't there. There's been rumors that he sleeps with a secretary and some other female staff. In fact, some people believe that he's had his way with everyone in the office. Did he sleep with you yet? I almost puked. That is disgusting and no, we have not and are not going to sleep together. He's never even asked me to. Did you sleep with him? No, but I believe it's because I'm old and not exactly his type. Everyone regards me as a masculine lesbian. I said, I don't think he's like that. He's never tried to proposition me for sex. She said, oh, well, I don't know. It could be a rumor or it could be true. No one really talks about stuff like these. I said, isn't that the problem, though? She said, well, in my experience, it's only a matter of time before people start talking. You know how these things work. One woman speaks up and all the women open their mouths. I said, I sincerely hope nothing like that is going on in the first place. We drove home in silence after that. When I got home, I told my mom that I was going to keep my suits in flared pants, so I decided to wear heels. Still not getting rid of the pants, huh? My boss asked when he saw me the week after. I feel more comfortable in them. Oh, you chose to wear heels, he observed. Well, one step at a time, yeah? I nodded in gratitude. I couldn't imagine what would have happened if my boss had insisted on me wearing short dresses or mini skirts like my coworker had said his previous secretary wore. I liked my boss at first. I admired his work ethic and loved how he seemed like a noble person from afar. Even before I worked with him, I saw him in business magazines and thought he was a decent man. My opinions about my boss changed after I'd worked with him for a month. He was rude to the women he worked with. He made extremely racist comments and would laugh about it and say he was joking. And he picked on everyone except me. I was surprised about his preferential treatment of me at first, but I understood why eventually. We had two staff who were people of color and my boss consistently taunted them with racist jokes and stereotypical jokes. They never pushed back. One of them would even laugh at his jokes with him. It was ridiculous how much they tolerated him. It irritated me too, but I'll admit that since the two of them didn't seem to have a problem with it, it was none of my business. At one point, I just concluded that my boss probably didn't know that those comments and jokes he made were offensive, but I started to notice how extra nice he was to the two men whenever clients were around. He would even invite them to join the meetings in scoring a client even when the meeting has nothing to do with them. It would look good for the company if they think we operate on some kind of silly inclusion business. He said these proudly and never filtered unless clients were around. I tell it like it is, I don't care who is offended. These days everyone's offended by everything, he would say. His personal assistant was just as terrible as he was. He agreed with everything the boss said and would laugh at his jokes. He also called one of the people of color at work by the degrading nickname that the boss called him. Then there was my boss being a very sexist and inappropriate person. 
He would say demeaning stuff about women like, Oh, you know women are slow and... No matter how much women pretend to like being out of the kitchen, that's where they do their best work. He also made inappropriate jokes about the women at work. He once told one of the women when I was in his office that her butt looked great in the dress she was wearing. She smiled wryly and tried to steer their conversation back to what it was originally about, finance. A lot was going on and everyone just tolerated my boss and hardly ever said anything to one another. Again, I'm going to admit that I didn't care. I would cringe whenever he made certain comments or yelled at a staff member, but then I would see the object of his aggression or the target of his prejudice smiling or just looking away. I didn't want to insert myself, especially since I hadn't been working there for a long time and didn't know what was going on. My forced indifference stopped the day my boss came to me. It was a very busy day at work and we all had to stay back in the office after 5 to get things in order before the next Monday since it was a Friday. I was really tired and had just finished with my last task for the day. I went into my boss's office to hand over the paperwork to him. He took it from me and called my attention to something on the paper. I bent a bit to take a look at it, and he ran his hand through my back. I froze. I hadn't seen that coming at all, and it wasn't the first time that we'd discuss a work done in that position. When I regained myself, I gently stood straight and moved away from him. You are such a tease, he said. I said, excuse me? He said, come on, I know you've been coming on to me for months. I said, I haven't worked here for months. He laughed and said, look, I want you. I know you do too. Many of the women here will do anything to have me take a look at them. I was disgusted. Of course that wasn't true. And of course he didn't think that I was coming on to him. Before I could tell him that I wasn't interested in him and apologize for any miscommunication on my part, he was standing before me and shoving his tongue in my mouth. It has been years since that happened, but I can still remember very vividly how his tongue tasted like onions. I pushed him away and we both stood for what felt like an hour. He looked offended, enraged even. I looked down and said, I'm afraid there's been some miscommunication or a sort of misunderstanding. I have not been coming on to you and I'm certainly not interested in you. Not in that way, sir. I expected him to lash out, to send me out of his office or even hit me. He stood for a while and then as though someone had tapped him on the back and brought him back to his senses, he smiled and clasped his hands together. I'm sorry, young lady. As you said, I've misunderstood you. I'm sorry about that. I hope we can put this unfortunate incident behind us. It sounded like something that was rehearsed. Like something he had said before to someone else. I faked a smile and told him to have a good evening. That night, I could barely sleep. The events of what happened that evening kept me up for most of the night. I got up early the next morning and went over to the house of the older lady from work. She had just gotten out of her bed when I rang at her home. I didn't know that you weren't aware of how depraved our boss can be, she said. I said, you knew? She said, that man has made a move on nearly all the women at the office. The ones who agreed to sleep with him stay, and the ones who won't leave eventually, or he fires them over a small mistake in the future. I said, what? She said, you want my advice? Start looking for another job. I said, how come you still work at the office? Did you sleep with him? She rolled her eyes. I've told you this before. I'm simply not his type, and I do a good job. I sighed. Just start looking for another job because you are on his blacklist already. It's only a matter of time before he fires you for something you did or did not do. I returned home looking very dejected. 
My mom was worried, but I couldn't tell her about what had happened because she could get very litigious. We had little money, but she was always willing to do whatever it took to get justice. My boss had money and influence, so we couldn't go up against him. I also knew that many women would be very reluctant to speak up, and I wasn't ready for that kind of mess. I decided to hit him where it hurt the most, his money and reputation. My boss, like most horrible people, loved to put on a front. He was very invested in portraying a good man who cared about others. He also loved money and never wanted to part with it. For a while, my boss had been trying to get the agency to manage a foreign account. It was a huge company and they were sure to bring in lots of money. So my boss worked very hard to make sure we got that account. At the end of several meetings, they narrowed their options down to two different agencies, ours and one another. We had to do a final meeting after which they would decide on which to pick. My boss's personal assistant had told my boss that he heard them discuss amongst themselves in their language that our agency was the better option, so the chances that we would be selected for the job were higher. I decided that the best way to get back at my boss was to mess with the deal. I knew my boss very well. He'd always make the most racist comments about them, so I kept my phone with the recorder on for when that would happen. My boss had to be unlucky because, luckily for me, He said even worse stuff than I'd imagined he would. I took the recordings and saved them for when the big meeting would happen. While all these happened, I noticed how cold and extra professional my boss had been with me. He completely behaved as though nothing had happened. I knew it was only a matter of time before he fired me, so I took my coworker's advice and started to look for a new job. On the day of the final meeting, I took my mom's small audio player where I'd transferred the recorded audio and placed it under the table. I set it on auto-record so it would play exactly 10 minutes into the meeting. My boss and some staff from the agency were seated at one half of the table, and the foreign potential clients were seated on the other half. Just as they started deliberating, the sound of my boss's voice filled the room. Everyone listened to him make racist comments about the potential clients, and even some slurs that were forbidden. My boss's PA frantically searched the room for where the sound was coming from while the other staff looked away in embarrassment. When it was done playing and started to repeat, the potential client stood and left in anger. Not only did that revelation cost my boss what could have been a huge deal, the foreign clients told the other agency about my boss's conduct. Naturally, as competitors, they spread the word. It was so bad that local reporters were calling the staff and trying to pay them to share a story with my boss. They were also talking to ex-staff who were reporting my boss's sexual harassment stories, albeit anonymously. My boss went from being perceived by outsiders as a jolly good fellow to being heavily disliked by many people. I found another job and quit before the creep could fire me. Yes, he knew it was me but I guess he was too scared to do anything immediately. Although OP had to go around in very secretive ways and risk things, I think ultimately OP did the right thing. This guy deserved to be exposed for the horrendous human being he was. He didn't deserve to be in that position of power where he could manipulate poor women who are just trying to make it and also loudly share his prejudiced, racist, and sexist comments. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.